This is Beyond the Bell Tower, where an elite group of North Carolina State University students give us a behind-the-scenes look at their steps to success and show us how they attain even their lofty goals. These students, who are in the top 10% of the country, are active in student support services at NC State, a nationally recognized program designed to provide support for low-income, first-generation college students. Nationally, this population has an 11% graduation rate within six years. The student support services students surpass that rate each year and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, and engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. They have earned PhDs in Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to reach this level of success. Hello everyone, I'm Isaiah Akers and today we have Muhammad Hijazi, Sarah Zafari, and we'll be having a discussion about students return to campus after a COVID pandemic and also what life was like before we left. So let's kick it off. Um, what was your experience like before COVID? My experience before COVID was very active, very engaged. I was much more focused and motivated than the subsequent months that followed after the pandemic struck. Okay, Sarah. Wait, pause that. Just pause that. Okay. That is such a... So let's talk about what our freshman year experience was like. So whoever would like to go first, go ahead. Go ahead, Mo. My freshman year experience was full of networking, talking to people, talking to teachers, professors. Um, I found myself getting out of my shell a lot, and that helped me in the long run. It helped me open some doors that I still am a part of today. My freshman experience was very new. It was a lot of new things happening just in terms of discovering who I was as a person and finding my own path without my family next to me. Um, it was very busy. Like, I always had stuff to do. And then when COVID hit, it was just very different. So let's expound on that a little bit more and talk about, first, we're going to break it down. So we're going to first talk about our social experiences, and then we're going to talk about our academic experience from freshman year. So whoever would like to lead the conversation on that, go ahead. Well, academically, Academically, well, it was all in person. I never had a on, an online class before COVID. So I didn't know what I was getting into when COVID hit. Um, it was, like I said, very busy. We'd have class, I'd have like three classes a day. Um, it was also very new. I've never been in college at that time before then. Um, I It was, a learning experience more than anything. It was a lot of learning happening academically and personally. Mo? Academically, I think my freshman year was a success, namely because while it was a new experience for me, just living on my own and being fully responsible for my workload, I think it was the most focused and productive I've been in a long time. And just for me to be able to have that freshman experience. I feel like a lot of people were robbed of that. Definitely. And yeah, so, I'm just grateful I had that. I feel like as a freshman in general, there's a lot of new things that you're going to 
be confronted with. And I feel like COVID just changed what that means on a college level. Definitely. So we all know that we all did fun stuff freshman year. T- talk about some good experiences or like some very exciting experiences from freshman year. Um, really think about how it made you feel and what it was like to live in that moment. That's a good question. Um, some fun stuff that happened freshman year. Um, I just, the culture was so much more open. Like I miss when people were just okay with like, getting barged in like like their rooms like everyone had their doors unlocked people would just walk into your room and just <laughs> anyways like i was saying um the environment was much more open uh people were less squeamish and shy around each other more likely to actually walk up into your door and see what you're doing and pull you out of the room with something fun to do um and i i'm looking forward to the time when people can be like that again Uh, For me, freshman year was really more about meeting a lot of people. I met a lot of people all the time and going to a lot of events like football games, basketball games, even soccer games. It was just very entertaining. Like, it was always fun. I don't remember a time where it was not fun. So with all these fun experiences and then the shift to online, um, almost into second semester, think back to that time when we actually shifted to online. Did you think it would last or did you just think it would be something that's temporary? I'll answer first. I, (laughs) to be honest, to be honest, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I just remember vividly saying to all my friends, yeah, see you after spring break. And that just never happened. (laughs) And then like, like it started, it started with like, oh, we have an extra week of spring break. Oh yeah, I can relax at home. And then like that relaxation turned into isolation and confusion and panic. (laughs) Um, I know that sounds pretty dark, but it was just like, it's really confusing when all of a sudden things just change like rapidly. I'm pretty sure most students can agree. I can answer that too. I definitely did not think it would last as long as it did. Um, When it first happened, I was like, oh, we'll be back by the summer. And then the summer came, (laughs) we'll be back by the fall. The fall came. We were back for a while, and then they closed. And I was like, oh, spring. I was trying to be hopeful, but that didn't go (laughs) too well. Definitely. So do you two think that the professors were accommodating when we switched online the first time? Nope. I do. Wait, the first time, like, in in spring of my freshman year? Yeah. Yeah, Okay, okay. So, yeah, they actually were lenient. Like, they're more understanding, namely because we had to completely switch from in-person to online in almost an instant. In a week. Yeah, literally a week. Exactly. Literally the matter of a week. And and I think they were just that more more inclined to give us some leeway. Um, But that fall, that fall semester back fully online, I did not feel any type of accommodation right i feel like we're over pressured and i disagree okay so why do you disagree so the first semester that we went online they were pretty accommodating and we have to be kind of mindful that some professors have never been online so they don't know how that works and some of them are older they yep genuinely do not know how it works um but they i feel like my professors definitely did their best um as for the next fall semester 
I I had some pretty good classes. I mean, the semester was shorter, so it is understandable that we had a lot of work to do. But I don't think they. The biggest thing with me is I don't think they understood how much work. Like I would be studying six hours a day, every single day, um, to get the work done, just because it was all lectures, yeah, and homework assignments, and all of that. So I don't. They made it easy to be accessed, but it wasn't like. It wasn't easy mentally to finish. Definitely. I agree with that. So do you think it's on a departmental a departmental level um, that determined whether your online experience was difficult or not? Or by major, for example, by study, or by college and whatnot? Um, so about me, I'm a biological sciences and psychology major. So that's the College of Sciences and the College of Humanities and Social Sciences. Um, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't that difficult. Like, I don't think it was my department per se. I think it was just the whole university, everything being so new for everyone, not just the students. I don't think people knew what they were doing. Um, but I mean, we all figured it out <laughs> eventually. Definitely. I don't know, but I feel like Mo has harder classes than I do because he's like <laughs> a computer. What is it? Nah. He nah, used to not take even computer close. classes. I remember he used to take computer classes. <laughs> Okay, so I guess I'll take it from here. Um, I think it was a bunch of factors that contributed to my failure of a fall semester. So I was, uh, I actually changed majors. So last fall I was studying biomedical engineering. I was taking 17 credits. I was taking credits like physics 208. I was taking a biomaterials class. I was taking a MATLAB coding class. So yeah, I was doing programming. Um, and just... The amount of work I was expected to complete on a weekly basis, I had programming assignments and lab reports, and I had like homework for every class, mandatory readings, mandatory attendance, mandatory quizzes. It was definitely more work than I had ever been experienced in my life. And the reason why I say I didn't feel accommodated was because like, yeah, like, yeah, you could say, oh, well, this happened or this happened, and they'd be more inclined to maybe push back a due date. But overall, the amount of work was at least 50% more, and we had less time in the semester to absorb the information. And on top of that, we didn't even have any breaks. We didn't have no breaks. We did not, that's true. Yeah. We had so, a minimum, so, a week maximum. Exactly. Yeah. And I just got burnt out so quick. And even when it came to the wellness days, that was really just an extra day to do homework, which really wasn't that much of a help anyway. So I feel like they just treated their students like robots in the fall and spring semester. To be honest, it was better the second time around. I feel like that's where the difference comes in. I didn't have synchronous classes. All my classes were asynchronous. So that oh, really? Yeah. That wow. Made a big difference. Yeah, that yeah. makes a huge difference. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And I, pre- I appreciate the honesty. So with this, we have lived through a historical event and it has shaped our life and changed it for the good and for the worse as well. So what advice would you give yourself freshman year knowing what you know now that you switched to online? Um, what advice? Take it easy and try to have more fun than you did. Because I, okay, I was like stressed out first freshman semester. I wanted to do really well in school and I didn't know what was going on. But I mean, I did well, but um, I could have had more fun. 
advice instead of just fully oh, focusing on school like 24 7. i feel like i should have not taken it for granted that we were gonna close soon repeat the question again advice that you'd give what yourself advice that you would give yourself from what you know now freshman year oh boy um i'd say nothing is a race there is no race the race is within you and what i mean by that is um I wish I gave myself more time to feel like, you know, it's okay to grow. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to fail completely because that's what I ended up doing. And I feel like just coming out of high school, being a straight A student, I've never experienced failure to such a great magnitude. So I definitely would tell myself to not overcommit and also just to be patient with things because... I tend to get anxious when I don't know what's going on. For sure. And I feel like nobody knew what was going on, especially not the professors. Because, like... Definitely. Transitioning from academics, um, let's talk about, like, the personal and social, um, emotional impacts that COVID has caused on all of us. So... Um, think back to your freshman year to, you know, your online sophomore year till now. And just think about your, you know, your emotional growth or, you know, all the things that you went through as a person, because these things have made us human. So expound on that. Go ahead, Mo. Emotionally, um, I think everyone can agree that. It was a very introspective time period. It's also a very delicate time period because ages 18 through honestly 25, those are the those are the years when you become a young man or a young woman, you know. Those are the years when you find yourself like Sarah was saying and this time alone ourselves forced us to face reality, face all our insecurities, face everything that was holding us back from being the most productive version of ourselves. And to say the least, it was definitely a very humbling experience. Um, I'm not gonna go too much into detail, but I I feel like everyone hit an emotional low for sure last year. And the way that you bounce back from that is actively what's defining our names right now, I believe. I I think the comeback is the biggest storyteller of all. Mm, I like that, the comeback. The comeback. I'll give y'all a little backstory. Um, so I... I... Um, well, I live in North Carolina, but my family doesn't live here. So when I got, like, we got sent out of the dorms, I went back to my house, but no, was, no one was in the house. And... Um, I didn't have a car, I didn't have a license. I was like the only one there for a period of more than four or five months. So the first three months that I was there, I was like, okay. But then when I started to feel like, okay, people tell you usually that the college is like the best time of your life. And I was like, is this really the best time of my life? <laughs> is it, it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like really difficult to like adjust to that mentality and like, just really try to understand what was going on because my family couldn't get back to me. I couldn't get to my family. Um, I couldn't go nowhere. I was literally stuck inside the house and it was like very difficult um, not knowing what was going on. Yeah, so what I would just tell myself is just to take it easy. Like whatever you were feeling at that moment is very normal. Like don't pressure yourself to feel better. 
like you you're gonna feel better eventually it's just gonna take some time for sure so let's talk about that feeling better and taking care of yourself and taking it easy a little bit with uh this last year that we had do you think mental health has became a hot topic because of coronavirus or do you think it was just the burnout and all of the online schooling and the lack of breaks that emphasize mental health? I feel like it emphasized the importance of mental health more, mm-hmm. just because we had more time to introspect within ourselves, look around us, see what our family was doing. And then knowing that we feel so bad on the inside, we started checking up on other people just to see how our close friends are doing as well, especially when we couldn't see them, for example, if they lived so far away. Definitely. Mental health has always been a thing. It's always been everything. Yeah, yeah, but we're saying, like, no one really talked about it as much before. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm not, like, saying that in rebuttal to what you're saying, but I'm just, I'm speaking out loud. Like, it's always been a thing. So I agree with you, like... It, it did get a hype. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, mental health, emotional health, mental, mental, uh, what's it called? Wellness days. Like, like that, that could go two ways. Like that could, you could see it in two ways. Like if someone saw like a, a post on Instagram or something, they might feel better, but they might also feel pressured to feel better and it's not working for them. So mm, I just, like that. Talk about that a little bit more pressure to feel better yeah for example all i saw on instagram was oh if you're feeling bad or if you're doing this talk to someone or talk yeah. to people you care about it's like just let me like take a moment be. To let absorb, me be to absorb what's happening and then i'll see what i can do exactly yeah i definitely agree with you uh, again i'm gonna say this again he- mental health has always been a thing and i think that like zay said it, it got like a surge of hype with this uh with this coronavirus thing just like Everyone wants to act like like they care or or that they're like actively like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? But like at the end of the day, even nowadays, you never know what someone is going through. And they could lie to your face and say, like, I'm okay. That's you just okay. don't know. You just don't know. But it was I do agree, it was much more volatile emotional state during isolation. Definitely. And let's talk about that volatility. Volatility a little bit more. <laughs> So, um, you know, we had a lot of protesting going on over the oh summer. My God. And oh, my God, I remember that. For not only, not only Black Lives Matter, but we also had a lot of protests for Palestinian communities, Lebanese communities, and Syrian communities, um, Hispanic communities, and even Asian. Chinese, Asian-specific communities. So... With that, um, social media has also been a huge part of our lives since this whole pandemic has started, too. So talk about your experiences on social media while in a pandemic and being hyper fixated on technology since we couldn't go outside and whatnot. Sometimes, sometimes social media can make you feel better, like I said before, but then other times you're like... This is too much for what's going on right now. I need to take a break. That was me most of the summer. The most of the time that I was there, I wouldn't be too on social media too much because everyone would be posting about like fires happening, wars happening, protests happening, yeah. and so much was going on in the world and you just feel so hopeless cuz you can't do anything. Right. Especially big like that's all bad and then COVID made everything so much worse. Yeah. 
I definitely agree with you. Um, I'm going to piggyback off of your point about everyone hyper-posting all the bad stuff. Um, I think, especially during the COVID isolation period, that because everyone was posting more violent or um, aggressive content, so, so like... You know, it was like water, just like drinking water. Like, oh, post this. Every single day. Yeah. I feel like that actually desensitized us to violence. And it made us... So so it either desensitized you to violence or it made you hyper-vigilant and anxious about the world around you. It made it seem like everything was way more dangerous than it actually is. So much wrong was happening in the world at that time. Right. And it's like there's always bad stuff happening in the world, but... Just because, like Zay said, we were hyper fixated on our yeah, we never phones. had time to sit and focus on them. Right, we never had the opportunity to look at life for what it was and what actually was happening. Because the truth is, there was a lot of bad, but there was also a lot of progress that happened. And I think the bad is an indicator of change happening. Right, because at least people are talking about it. Um, like, yeah. I also think that um, just aside from all the violent imagery we were exposed to, um, a lot of people get caught up in comparison games. And I feel like social media just perpetuates that with unrealistic beauty standards, unrealistic life standards, um, equating your worth to money. Um, And, you know, a lot of people started successful businesses out of quarantine, myself included. Um, Just being a content creator in general, um, I think Instagram is good or Facebook or Twitter. I think it's good for promoting a brand. But the second you get too fixated and you get caught up in a comparison game, I think that's very detrimental to your health. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Also, like, nothing grows in a comfort zone. Everyone, I think everyone knows that. Um, So it just put us in a place where we have to face these problems and see what was going on so we could know what's important to us and what issues that we want to be talking about because um, a lot of stuff was happening. It was just... It was just important to take the time and figure out what you want for yourself, what you want for your community, your family, and so on. Definitely. So with the social media impact, talk about, let's get a little bit personal now. Talk about your relationship with social media and really get, um, bring out your self-awareness in this to see how social media is impacting you on a personal level. So let's get a little bit personal. (laughs) I'll let Sarah go first. On a personal level, um, I'm not sure, like, um, okay, let me see. That's a good question. On a personal level, social media is something that I only used when I was younger to, like, contact my family on a personal level. And, like, just following my friends, because I I move around a lot, um, so it's just always a way for me to contact my friends, my family. And I was just grateful that that was, like, the only tool I could use at that moment in time to do that because everyone was just stuck in their own places. Um, So I was grateful to have that tool with me. Um, It did did make it more entertaining to be alone. I mean, I don't think I can be (laughs) alone in a house again for four months without technology. That would be crazy. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead, Mo. How has social media impacted me personally during the isolation period? Um, I think 
I think I face a problem that a lot of people definitely deal with, and that's just looking at yourself objectively, which is very hard. Um, and with me, my main thing over quarantine was just trying to build my music brand as much as I could. So um, I was creating a lot of content, um, and I had to just, I, I found myself being very self critical, second guessing myself, um, being very just self judgmental about my own content that I thought was amazing. But the way that I put it out, whether it be like the video or the visual or, or you know, even something as basic as a photo, like everyone posts photos. Yeah, everyone posts photos. Um, but even then, just being able to step back and look at yourself can be a very scary thing to do. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I would like to say that at some point, social media did make me hopeful for like a second, especially when people were like very adamant about posting about Black Lives Matter, the Palestinian movement, um, Asian Lives Matter, just all of those stuff that, w that was happening, privilege, all that. It was just nice to see people finally talking about them. I mean, I don't care what your views are personally, but as long as you n know that you should have the conversation in order to form a correct opinion, like you can't just have an opinion based on nothing. Um, I feel like that just opened up the doors to such conversations. Definitely. What was your favorite, I guess, conversation um, that sparked from all of this social media usage? Um, you can be a little bit biased based on where you come from, but just talk about that just to give awareness to the social issue. I think the Black Lives Matter movement was very significant to me just because I've never seen the whole world so united over a cause. Um, I think it was very interesting to see how one thing could like join so many people at such a difficult time. And I feel like the Black Lives Matter movement um, really just opened the doors to these conversations. It was like the gateway to all the conversations that were happening after that. Once people became uncomfortable, actually when they became comfortable with the uncomfortable, I feel like we started to see a lot of change. That's a very insightful answer. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I would agree. I think it did open up the doors for a lot of things. Um, I wish things as simple as human rights didn't have to become political but that's just what happens in our country whether the issue is yeah i just i think i think the moment that politics get in, introduced into anything whether it be you know vaccine or no vaccine or you know i think this president is a better candidate versus this president like at the end of the day we're all dealing with the same pandemic and we shouldn't let the media or politics divide us any further and i feel like that's what happened i feel like it was a very delicate time to speak your mind it was a different time like yeah. we were divided and united at the same time yeah it was it was different. that's true no that's really different. true like just a side note here it doesn't matter where you stand on certain things as long as you're informed. Like, don't speak out of ignorance. That's, right. That's the one thing that you should have learned from this pandemic. Like, you had so many resources to be aware exactly. of so many things. The like, internet. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I personally don't care if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. That's a personal choice, right. of course. But if you have a reason, good. If you don't have a reason, look up the reasons why you chose what you chose. Just so you don't come off as someone who doesn't know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, I agree with these takes as well. So, you know, let's shift a little bit from the social media aspects um, in different things. Let's talk about like our relationship dynamics and our friendships and our relationship with our families and, and things that have, you know, dismantled and things that were birthed from this pandemic. So let's start there. Uh, when when I came into college, I was like very excited to be away from my family for the first time. I just had the, the I just had the opportunity to do things my own way, which is what I wanted for a long time. Um, but like when the pandemic hit, the biggest supporters I had were my family, and I feel like that brought us so much closer together. Mm. So yeah, I definitely feel like relationship wise, COVID has helped me. Um, be more connected to my family even when we were so much further away um as for my friends it you really come to see who like your real friends are when they check up on you and they're very connected connected to your friends and um just basically checking up on them like i know i have so many instances where i would hit up one of my friends and they would be so low not being able to talk to anybody being in such a bad mood and it was it was very I, I feel like it was just sad at the moment but I'm so grateful to have that moment to be able to see that and to be able to have confronted them and see that I was not the only person going through something at the time it was just an overall thing that was happening for everyone I feel like COVID gave me the opportunity to not only reassess the relationships I already had, but it gave me the capacity to make new ones. Um, I feel like I'm better tuned to see people's intention when they speak to me. And I feel like I'm, I feel like I have a little bit more emotional maturity and I know what's worth my time and what's not. So I think it positively impacted my ability to rationalize relationships I have and that I will make in the future. Definitely. So aside from friendships and family dynamics, let's talk a little bit about the romantic relationships that formed. And what was your opinion on romantic relationships during COVID? I feel like COVID did teach us a lot of, or not a lot of, but it taught us what values we find to be the most important and so if we were looking for a partner during COVID, I feel like finding those values in that person was something that was important at the time for us to be um, emotionally okay and accepting of the person that we were welcoming into our lives during a pandemic. Um, so I feel like if a relationship were to be made during that time, it would have been a strong one just because our priorities were different. It wasn't to have fun or anything. It was just to find some sort of stability. Wow. I like that stability. Definitely. The question is about relationships. Yeah. Romantic relationships. Romantic relationships. Relationships during COVID. Um, romantic relationships during COVID. I had none. So I don't think I'm really fit to talk about this. <laughs> but I will anyways. Um... I think 
and this is just purely my opinion, I think the isolation left a lot of people who might not have been secure in themselves. It probably left them with the option or a door open to toxic relationships. I've seen a lot of toxic relationships form over this period. And, you know, while everyone does have the freedom to make their choice of who, who you want to talk to, who you want to be with, who you want to enjoy your company, um, I do think that the loneliness played a big factor in short-term relationships being formed. Okay. So I know that was a touchy topic, so we can move forward. So now that we are back on campus, after a year and a half, let's talk about the first week of school. Really think about this experience and think about how you felt just walking into your first class mask on outfit. (laughs) Nice. Uh, And really expound on that. We want to give the listeners a high def take. I'll be very honest. I don't mind wearing a mask. I don't feel like I'm wearing a mask most of the time. Um, I know that could be different for some people, like, I don't know, health reasons, but I I, I don't know. Um, (laughs) The masks, I don't mind. It is unsettling, however, just because I'm so hopeful to have like a normal school year again, and I don't know if they'll close again. I don't know if I'll be able to see my friends again all in one place. Like the first day of class was probably the happiest I've felt in a long time just because I saw so many people that I haven't seen since I was a freshman like it was very like it was very exciting to see but also at the same time it's very it's it's something that could give someone anxiety if they were counting on it to be a long run thing that was happening definitely I like that um my emotions, first day of class, I was ecstatic. I was ready. I was ready to go to class. Exactly. Like, I, I was, re- like, finally some change in my life, you know? Um, I do think that, I do think the masks are very performative. Um, I'll say that because in such a short period of time, I've seen so many events, including NC State-sponsored events, that have had people packed in a room side by side, like... Um, I do agree that the Delta variant is definitely threatening to our student health. Um, I just think, I don't know, I just think wearing a mask for me, especially all day in the hot sun, in the bus, in the classroom, and then going to study, it does kind of get annoying, very hot, very stuffy. Um, But I mean, hopefully in time, with vaccines rolling out, and just everyone developing some sort of immunity, we'll be able to be closer to normal as we can be. I mean, that is one way to look at it. But like, if we're looking for some form of protection from COVID, I feel like the only thing that we do know of other than the vaccine is the mask. Yeah. So it's just a personal choice. I know it's annoying for a lot of people to be wearing a mask 24 seven, but I know that all of those people would rather be in class than be at home. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a good take. So I would encourage everyone to wear your mask so that we can stay in person because the education is very valuable in person. So let's talk about that. Um, Okay. 
so with that, um, what advice did you give yourself the first week um, to excel this semester? To excel? Academically? Yeah, academically. Mm-hmm. Um, just always keep up with your work. Um, take it easy. Um, nothing is that serious. Remember to have fun, but say fun. Um, yeah, just always stay on top of your work. It's not it's not easy all the time, but in the long run, it will benefit you more than anything. If not, if not academically, if, if you don't want to do anything with your academics, it will just teach you to be more disciplined, organized, motivated, etc. Um, advice I try to give myself: I try to stick to a rigid schedule. So, waking up early definitely helps. Um, I've also gotten I've already used Google Calendar every year here but I think this year is the year that I'm using it the most I've been scheduling stuff outside of school on it and it just gives me so much more freedom so I know this is very redundant but time management is everything so that that would be my exactly. takeaway yeah school teaches you a lot about time management yeah you have to be organized organization is very important I feel like college is Academically, college is 50% the effort you put in and another 50% the how you organized it. Yeah. And if you can manage your time around it. Yeah. I know a lot of people tend to feel overwhelmed, me included, when I see a long list of things I have to do. Yeah. And it's only when I can break those tasks down into, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's when I have some sort of rhythm going and I'm like, okay, I know what's going on. You know, it's actually attainable when you break up this big goal into smaller ones definitely so you know wrapping up this whole conversation because we have you know came full circle so we're back in person after being out for a whole year and a half um you know but there's one caveat to this we're upperclassmen now so knowing that we are approaching our senior year, um, we're going through our junior year right now. How do you feel to be an upperclassman at NC State University? Feels good. Yeah. Feels good to be back in person and on Centennial Campus. I I don't know if I've said this before. I don't know if I've said this before, but people always say that college is the best time of your life. Um, and it was like very disheartening to see that a year and a half of the best time of my life was spent at home just doing classes online. Um, but it is very exciting to be back. Um, it's nice to see people again. It's nice to look at other people and know that you know so much more than they do just because you're, you've been here longer than they have and you can help them out if they need it. Um, yeah. Hey, Isaiah. What was your take about COVID? What would you give? What advice would you give to yourself? as a freshman and what would you give yourself now my take on covid i think that covid was a very transformative period in my life personally just because i've had to learn how to adapt and change and i found out a lot of things about myself that i didn't know and i also got rid of a lot of things about myself that i did know um I prioritized my mental health over anything. Academically, I did great, but mentally I did even better. I would say the advice I would give myself freshman year is 
to just live and like explore and really get to know yourself and treat yourself with love and respect and kindness because at the end of the day like throughout your whole life the only person that you have consistently with you is yourself so so i personally believe that covid was a lot of things it was a very disgusting time it was a very enlightening time but we can say that we've officially ended and we've lived through an historical event wait let's not say that we did live through a historical it did not event. finish no i fucking messed up bro i'm gonna cut that out okay all right say that again so i can and i can officially say we've lived through an historical event and that wraps up our podcast for today i would like to thank can we say some advice yes we can do that (laughs) all right upcoming freshman okay um hi freshman (laughs) um we everyone in here knows that these are very difficult times for you you did not have a proper graduation um you did not have maybe you didn't have a good prom you didn't have a proper graduation you didn't have a good freshman year um but that like aside from all that you're here now um it's very important to take the time to make the most out of it uh this is gonna be a period in your life where you learn a lot about yourself about the people around you what kind of things are important to you what you want to do with your life so just take it easy have the patience because everything takes patience. Um, you have to be patient. Everything takes patience to to fully understand. Um, prioritize yourself over anything else. It can get very difficult sometimes. And um, yeah, take it easy. Check up on the ones you love and make sure that you are happy overall. Wow. Thank you, Sarah, for that good advice. You're welcome, Isaiah. <laughs> My advice for freshmen at NC State, go to office hours all the time, every week. And yeah, that's that's just that's just my advice. Just just be on your be on your purpose because the difference between an A student and a C student, a C student is just barely scraping by. Not that there's anything wrong with C's, you know, but I do think if you want to make significant results, you should put in overachieving effort. And that means going to see your professor. Now that we have that opportunity, I think it's very imperative that you do that because that's something we didn't have last year. Could not go see your, you could talk to them, but you couldn't see them in person and actually make a genuine connection with them. So get connected with your staff and they will definitely take care of you. Trio Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At Trio SSS and SSS STEM, our goal is helping our students reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program. Apply today. Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about Student Support Services at NC State.